This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. I've said this before. It really annoys me that we have to keep coming back to this subject. Uh, The mayor has called it a public health emergency, and I agree. November is known to be the month with the highest rate of pedestrian accidents. After a rainy night last night, police say 11 pedestrians were struck overnight, and then three more this morning, and one of those people has Uh, life-threatening injuries. Police say poor weather, poor lighting, drivers making mistakes, and that is leading to problems on the road which should never be happening. So what can we do to lower these scary numbers? Uh, The mayor has hired uh, a new general manager for transportation services who apparently has expertise in this. She's not coming from the United States until December, so uh, we'll have to wait to hear what her plan is. And I want to hear from you. What is your experience? Have you been finding it worse uh, lately as we get into the fall? Are you worried about what's going to happen in November. Uh, the numbers to call 416 360 toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now, let's go to Constable Clint Stibby from Toronto Police Traffic Services. Hello. Hi, Libby. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Per- perfect. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. Uh, uh, to what do you attribute this, or is this just something that happens every year? You know what? It's interesting you just said that. It just happens. It doesn't just happen. Every collision that we investigate has got a reason for it happening. Last night, a contributing factor, not their only factor, but a contributing factor was the rain and the darkness. Uh, anytime we see a large amount of rain come down, visibility is reduced because the lights are no longer as effective as on a dry, clear day, or sorry, dry, clear evening. So uh, that is one problem, but it's not the main issue. The main issue, and especially when we look at the collisions we had last night between 6 o'clock and uh, 8.30 this morning, um, we had 14 collisions involving pedestrians uh, that were, sorry, uh, 12 collisions involving pedestrians, but a total of 14 pedestrians that were actually injured. Oh, uh, okay. Night, uh, the numbers that I gave weren't even high enough. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, uh, unfortunately, it's, uh, uh, it is something that we do see but is, again, as I mentioned, completely preventable. In most cases, uh, when we look at intersection collisions involving pedestrians, the driver is most often at fault. I mean, there are the times that the pedestrian may step out when they're not supposed to or something else may happen, but for the most part, it's the driver that makes the mistake there. When we look at a mid-block crossing situation, which we did have this morning, uh, we had an 18-year-old man attempt to cross the roadway uh, mid-block and was struck uh, as he was attempting to cross. Had he crossed at a proper location, that collision likely would never have happened. But when we look at our fatal collisions as a whole, our number one uh, issue, if you will, or uh, area where we'll see a collision is a left turn at an intersection, then a right turn at an intersection, and then a mid-block crossing. So essentially, if nobody crossed mid-block ever, we could drop our fatalities by maybe a third. Wow. And that would be a tremendous improvement. But unfortunately, as nature has it, 
uh, we have a tendency to take shortcuts. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody wants to walk a kilometer down to a crossover when maybe their office is right across the street. So uh, I think the, the temptation is there for you to step onto the roadway. The temptation is there for you to take that chance. But the reality is we don't recognize how much of a chance we're really taking. And what's, uh, what I find uh, really startling, actually, is a parent with their child will not cross, in most cases, a really young child, will not attempt to cross an intersection, or sorry, a roadway, in a mid-block situation. They will tell their children, cross at the lights, you know, uh, make sure you use a crosswalk, everything. The moment you take the child out of the equation, they will no longer subscribe to that level of safety. Because uh, what's interesting is most people have said, well, I'm responsible for that child's safety. Yeah, you're right. But what about being responsible for your own safety? Where does that disappear? And quite frankly, when you're in around the 10, 11, 12-year age, most cases, kids are crossing roads on their own. Uh, you hope that they're doing it properly, but, you know, kids sometimes will take a chance and they'll go through it that mid-block. If they make it, you know, then they'll probably continue to do it. The people that have been hit probably in most cases will take that extra bit of care where they don't step onto the roadway and put themselves at risk as often. But do I believe they still do it? Yes. But I think they are paying a little bit more attention if they've been hit. And I, to be quite honest, I've been struck. Uh, I wasn't wow. attempting to cross the roadway. I was trying to stop a motor vehicle, and the car went out of uh, control and hit me while I was on the roadway. I wasn't even in their lanes. I was, in fact, in the opposite direction traffic lanes. And when the person lost control, they actually hit me on the other side of the street. So it wasn't like I was standing on the roadway in front of this vehicle. But in the end, this vehicle hit me, and it hurts. And wow. I was very fortunate that I didn't end up with a fractured skull or long-term injuries. But it has affected me to the point where I now, when I step on the road, I am looking at that driver. I am ensuring I make eye contact. If there's even a chance they don't see me, I won't cross. And, you know, I've noticed quite often what basically happens is the person then proceeds to make that left turn because they're trying to get through traffic. All of a sudden, it comes to a screeching halt because they see I'm standing on the edge of the curb. So you're seeing at what point they actually see you is almost at a point that's too late. And the reality is if they're going a bit too quick, it will be too late. Well, it's 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 really interesting uh, what you say about eye contact. That's really important. I know I'm trying to be extra careful these days. And, and uh, you know, I guess if you're driving, you remember pedestrians who ignore the rules. You know, people doing, uh, you know, almost walking in front of the car, not even looking their backs to you and they're 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 crossing somewhere they shouldn't be it's it's the middle the middle of a block of a fairly busy street where where you're driving on a green light well actually let, let me just correct you about one thing and i mean it's not something that we're happy saying but i have to be completely honest there's no law for you to directly cross that roadway in the middle of a block the jaywalking what everybody always talks about there's no law that actually prevents you from doing that however if, when you're attempting to do that maneuver as a pedestrian, you interfere with traffic you can be, uh, or involved in a collision, you can actually be charged with failing to yield to uh, traffic on a through highway. So that is, uh, that is a pedestrian charge. But there has to be some sort of conflict, if you will, before that charge would be laid. So there are laws in place. Um, the jaywalking technically is not against the law, and if you are going to do it, I suggest that you, first of all, make sure that you can make it across, and quite often we, I think I can make it. And the problem is, if you think, you probably can't. So you have to step on the roadway knowing that you're not at risk of being struck, and that's where caution, awareness, all these different things play into part in order to make your crossing safe. But at the same time, drivers aren't expecting you to be in the middle of the road. So if you wear something bright or reflective, 
the human eye is uh, attracted to motion. So if you're wearing something like uh, reflective bands on your uh, wrists, hands, ankles, or feet, that actually would be likely to gather more, um, I guess, reaction, if you want to call it that, or recognition from the driver. But at the same time, um, are you expected to be in the middle of a, a block attempting a crossing while a car is approaching? I'd suggest no. Most people wouldn't step out in front of a car intentionally. Do I believe they do it unintentionally? Yes. But that the reality is, whether it's intentional or not, you as a pedestrian will always come out on the losing end of being involved in a collision with a car. Now, let me ask you something. Uh, you're talking about these places where people are crossing, uh, there's no light, and it's a long way to a light, and there's, you know, some sometimes there's no, uh, you know, there's a curb and a block on one side of the street, but not on the other. Do we just need more crosswalks in places where logically people are going to want to cross the street? Well, see, here's, here's where we run into one other issue. Right now, our lights and everything have been timed to a uh, specific amount of time to get from one intersection to another. When we start introducing crosswalks, those uh, after assessments are made, they have to determine how many people will use that crosswalk. And if it's a very heavily used crosswalk, then uh, it will affect the traffic flow throughout the, uh, the core. So we're trying to balance, and not us actually, Toronto Transportation is trying to balance uh, the number of crosswalks with the traffic flows, uh, extending the crossing uh, timers, everything, in order to get people across the road safely. But uh, I think there's at a point where you oversaturate the area, and now you're uh, running into a, situ- where, a situation rather, where it could actually be uh, hindering even the pedestrian getting across, because if a driver maybe sees that light come on and thinks they can make it, but a pedestrian steps onto the roadway, pedestrians have to keep in mind that the onus is on the driver to come to a stop if possible. The amber light is a cautionary uh, and advisory light. And when a person wants to cross, uh, quite often we see them uh, push the button for the light. The lights begin to flash and they immediately step on the road. In some cases, the car hasn't had enough time to react to that interaction. And in some cases, we do see people struck. So, again, it's about paying attention and being reasonable, but that goes for drivers, pedestrians, and cyclists. Unfortunately, we have a lot of individuals who are not interacting reasonably well with each other, and as a result, we see conflict, and a form of conflict is the collisions that we see. And quite frankly, uh, drivers, in a lot of cases, are making a lot of the mistakes, and we don't do anything to make them better, except when perhaps they get to the point where the Ministry of Transportation has them take a driving test as they're in the 80s. But really, when you think about it, what about the habits that we've developed between, in those 60 years between when we get our license to the point where the Ministry of Transportation is now assessing us on a yearly basis? I think there's a, a loss there with the responsibility of our drivers to make ourselves better. Um, I would suggest most people don't go out and try uh, a skid training or uh, essentially a snow-type winter driving training to make themselves better drivers. I've seen time and time again an individual involved in a collision who completely freezes behind the wheel because they don't know what's going to happen or how to deal with it. And the reality is most of our driving instructors are taking individuals out on a clear, sunny, dry day. If it's a snow day, they're not taking uh, the students out, so they're not getting the experience. So I myself have taken my daughter out, and I'm teaching her how to drive in the snow. And you know what? She's, well, I'm going so slow. And that's the point. Yeah, exactly. You reduce your speed so that you can stop. The problem is a lot of people don't. Everybody drives with a speed limit of 60 means I can drive 60 all day long. The reality is you cannot, and your actions are going to put somebody at risk 
including maybe even yourself. Okay. A lot for us to think about. Clint Stibby, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Well, hopefully not because of more pedestrians being struck. Let's go right to the phones. We've got Sam in Brantford. Hello, Sam. Yeah, how you doing? It'd be nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, first of all, I think uh, to reduce the number of pedestrians or people getting hit by cars on bicycles, the reason has to be determined. And I remember when I was a kid, I used to ride my bike. We had to have a license. We had to have a front and rear light. We had to have reflectors on our spokes. And the police would check out the bikes, make sure that both brakes, the front wheel and back wheel, had good working brakes. And anyone that was caught with a bicycle in a dark clothes, they would be told to get off the road. And this is not really, really taken into consideration at this time. Well, uh, we had a city councillor who wanted to bring back licenses for bicycles, and it was shot down. It's a no-go. I don't see any reason why it can't be brought back, because... There are a lot of people riding their bikes, but they're not in proper condition or following the orders of the uh, of the road. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. But uh, as you just heard, Constable Stibby, when it comes to these accidents involving pedestrians, uh, he said some of them, the pedestrians are at fault, if you want to put it that way, but most of them are driver error. Then so, if, that, if that's the case, then the driver should be charged. I mean... We're not going to stop everything, but if the drivers are charged properly, I'm sure that it'll stop eventually. Well, I'm, I'm sure that drivers are charged. Um, the problem is that doesn't help the people who are hit. I mean, this That's is true. this is a, ridiculous. It's completely out of control. Well, something has to be done because, it, 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 I mean, I'm listening to it every day. Uh, you know, 14 pedestrians hit. I mean, that is way, way too many. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sam, thanks for your call. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to Siva in Toronto. Hi, Siva. Hi, Libby. I don't think anything is going to change with the pedestrians at this point. Why? I was almost killed three times by a car. Oh, sorry to hear that. And I, I, I'm crossing with the green light because I'm very careful. If it weren't so, I would have been dead already. And I, I went and I bought a spotlight from Dollarama, and I leave home at 7 to babysit my grandson, and I walk with that spotlight. It's always on. And then in the evening when it's dark again, I walk with that spotlight. We as pedestrians are a little too carefree, and we are just going about our business not caring. And if I see a car and it's at the curb, I walk behind. I use my head a little. You know what? That is a great idea, walking with a little light. There are all kinds of uh, small lights that Mm -hmm. aren't going to be heavy. They're not going to take up a lot of room. No, it's on my wrist all the time. It has a strap, and it's there. And as long as it's there, I use my spotlight. I saw a lady yesterday. Uh, A fire truck is coming on Eglinton. The light is green for her to cross, but she ignores the fire truck. And this guy, I tell you, he just slammed his brakes on because she just crossed. She didn't care, you know? So we sometimes cause our own problems. Okay. I don't see it changing. Okay, Siva, thanks for that. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.